Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings, and I mean it. Ah, and welcome right. once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. We're here with show favorite, the best in the podcast game, <laughs> <Yeah>. our hero. <laughs> Killing um, it. David McKee Barnes from uh, the podcast, Five Hot Takes. Dave Barnes, welcome. Yes, Yes. thank you for having me. It's good to have you back. Uh, So good to have you back. Okay, so how we're going to start it, I normally do a fantastic, here's what's going on. Uh, Dave has the the best show out there called Dave's Five Hot Takes, and uh, so me and Rob are going to rapid fire five hot takes at him really quick so we can jump into our episode and tell you what we're talking about. So hot take number one. Do your hot take one. one. There it is. Hot take one. Nailed it. Okay, Whitney Houston. Um, is the greatest cover artist of all time and the worst writer of all time. (laughs) Boom. No, maybe not worst, but bad writer, and here's why. (laughs) She has seven studio albums. She's dead, you know. I know, I know. Was. She's not even with us Seven studio albums, six compilations, five box sets, tons of singles. If you look at Whitney's greatest hits albums, how many songs do you think she wrote on here or co-wrote or had any kind of co-writing parts? Sniffed on. Negatives. Let's go with one. One out of all of them, out of all those albums, how many songs do you think she's written that has made an album? Ooh. Less than five. Jeez. Less than five out of her pantheon. And the one that she has written is Queen of the Night, which okay. is good musically, but the lyrics got to pass. Okay, can I say two quick things? Yes. I'm going to have an addendum for all these, but I'm going to make them quick. <laughs> two things about that. One, that is my favorite thing about great artists. And here's why. That they don't write their that songs? That they don't. Because yeah. they go, that's not what I do. That's what other mm. people do better than me, and I'd rather sing great songs than to inflict them with with a skill set that may not be at the same that's level. That's why we had Dave so, Barnes on. So that's one. Thank you. So, so I actually have a ton of respect, and I tell you what, doubly, I have double the respect because nowadays that never happens. If you have a pop right. star, they especially in L.A., answer. no, 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 they don't write none of it. Really? Oh, no, no, no. But they'll, because they cut it, their management comes in and goes like, hey, if you want, we love that song, she wants to cut it, but like, she's yeah. going to be a writer on right. it. Right, we need... We need, oh, we she's need get writing credit. Wow. So what's doubly cool about that, and, and that's that didn't happen a lot then. I mean, that that was not a thing yet, really. But just that she didn't, that she was like, no, I just want to sing I great songs. I just want to sing it. Boom. Okay, which thank is, which you. Is, that which adds is a big, to my respect you know, for Whitney. There's a lot of, the, that's, a, that's a big thing in Nashville, you know, with Country World, like guys like Tim McGraw and Garth Brooks. You know, they, don't, they didn't write a lot of, because I think they just go, no, there's people that are, that are a lot better at that. And Garth is different because he'll write a banger every now and then. But, yeah. you know. I, awesome. I have a lot of weird respect for that. That's awesome. Well, good. I yeah. did not expect that to go that way. Well done, Dave. Thank yeah. you. Rob, hot okay. take. All right. Um, Sugar Ray. I'm Ooh. just kidding. I know you've oh, done a couple God. of I was Sugar about Ray. To get, my shirt was about to come off. <laughs> no, uh, but mini hot take. The greatest band that was Sugar Ray but wasn't was called the Channel Surfers. Have you ever heard of the Channel Surfers? No. CCM band, late late 90s. Uh, and they were they had two studio albums. And their second one is Sugar Ray-tastic. I love it so much. Uh, okay. Hot take two. Uh, the Prince song, Cream. 
Okay. Yes. Get on top One of the baddest songs is about basically Prince's version of Something to Talk About by Bonnie Raitt. Ooh. If, if you listen to him back to back, okay, if you woke up a little groggy and Cream was playing, you know, it goes from Cream, one, five, get on top. Yep. One, let's give them something to talk about yeah, to the vibe, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it ends with a little chord flourish at the end. How about love versus uh, Bonnie Ray, cream, thanks for coming by. Right. Thanks for stopping on. Versus cream, shabugibop, right? His little movie there at the end. It, they slide guitar. Roughly the same tempo. Cream's a little bit faster, um, but I think if you if you woke up oh, if you woke up groggy, that. you could confuse those two. And they came out within months of each other. So you, okay, I'm not. That's you know. Now you're getting into my space from like I bet you somebody was listening. To somebody. <laughs> exactly. But here's the trick about some talk about that's a John Hyatt thing. Oh, okay, I think he wrote that. That would make sense. So it yeah. could be that you know Prince. I, I would love a story where Prince like I love John Hyatt. Yeah. <laughs> you're like what? <laughs> Yeah. He's like, what I love is one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> you know, uh, I was going to say quickly, if, for those who listen that, that like Prince but don't know a lot about Prince, I always tell people you have to listen to these two songs, Diamonds and Pearls mm. and Morning Paper. I don't know, that I don't know Morning Paper. That, there you go. Okay, we'll check it. That, to me, just go check it out. Okay, Prince, okay. we'll do it. Morning Paper. N- now on to some artists that are living. Um, hot take, two for me, three overall, is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, the biggest song to never hit the one chord. Oh, oh! Never hit the one. You can't just pop that on me because I need to think about this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So you can take your homework. You can That's come right. back. You, you can, can message send us. Send us a text. Send us a text. So later. here's a funny thing. I, I wrote with a girl this week, and that was a reference point for us. Okay. And and I sat because she she was like, nuh-uh. And I sat and I said, sing it with me. And we sang about the whole song. And she was watching my hand. She's like, surely. I was like, no, yeah. keep watching them. Yeah. Hey, and we're four, and we're five. Yeah. And we're four, and, and we're five. But I tell you, I would add to that brilliant take. Thank you. They, I, I really mean that. Is that have you ever heard a song that sounds less like it's the four and the five every time? <laughs> like, that is the song I would pick up the guitar and be like, yeah, it's a, that's not a minor. Right. Because uh-huh. the melody's all over the it's one. So, yeah. you and know, the way the that they, and whatever it else is like happening in the ether, it yeah. just doesn't make you think four and five. Because yeah. I would hear four and five and be like, oh, that's going to sound like the poppiest punk song. I had to turn the time. bass like up. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. The bass line just it's to make crazy. sure. So, anyway, thanks. Great that's call. <laughs> Moving on. Great uh, call. Number four. Okay, number four. Um, there, there should be restrictions on who can sing Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Oh, God. Uh, you shouldn't be allowed to sing Hallelujah if, if you don't know what the fourth and fifth are uh, or if you've never jacked up your life royally. <laughs> it's not supposed to be a beautiful art piece to display your range. It's supposed to display your brokenness, and it's also about a master songwriter. you got to ask somebody what the fourth and fifth are so you at least know or, like, take a course on the Jerusalem number system <laughs> or something. Jerusalem number system. <laughs> Yes. Let me let me say too. I got really nervous. There was an album that came out in the last couple of weeks. It was a Christmas album, and I saw Hallelujah on the back of it, and I was like, "Mm." And what it's worth, it wasn't that. It was, okay. a, it was a new song. Okay. But I thought if it if it gets over into the Christmas space, I'm I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> it already did, right? Uh, Pentatonix. It was on their Christmas album. Oh, did two you years did ago. you say it's by New Song? Or you said no, no, it, no, it, was it was a new song? Because okay. no, like, yeah, if yeah. it's by New Song, I'm done anyway. No, but but that it's man that song yeah and and, and I think to to b- further back your thing just go listen to the OG who who wrote it yeah you know Leonard Cohen and you'll understand why that song is so brilliant because him singing it is really crazy it's yeah strange and Jeff Buckley Jeff Buckley God you know rest his yeah. soul flipped the script on it yeah. but but was genius because it was such a uh, it was such a paradox it was such a um, 
paradigm shift from what it was. Yeah. So everybody was like, that's not a, ooh, okay. listen to it when it's sung by somebody that sounds like an angel. Yeah. You know, and then I think about it, I was like, oh, it's supposed to sound like an, it is, mm. yeah. Do you yeah. automatically visualize the album cover when you say Jeff Buckley? Oh, uh, every I Grace, every yeah, every time, now. So that's a, okay, number five, um, and we'll wrap this up. Tony the Tiger and the Grinch secretly want to be Mufasa, and here's why. Okay. Who do you think the voice of Tony the Tiger and you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, is? Ooh. Think about Do you know who that is? First of all, same guy. Same which guy. Which its own hot take. Same guy. On hot oh. t- Tony the Tiger. They're great. I have yeah, too yeah. high of a voice to do it. And you're a mean one, Mr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grinch. That's Still the same, the same guy. too Same guy. Sounds like James Earl Jones, right? Yeah, Could yeah, be yeah. James Earl Jones. No, it's a guy named Thurl Ravenscroft. Also no. sang based on Rosemary No, he's Clooney's. a king in, in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> his, his name smells like a pipe. It, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. it smells like... Like old books yeah. and a pipe. Every time somebody says his name, somebody takes a puff of a pipe. <laughs> Every time the bell rings. Yeah. yeah. So um, you're a mean one with your Grinch. His name was accidentally left off the credits, so nobody ever knew who sang it. Uh, most thought it was Tennessee Ernie Ford, um, just because his and his lifelong dream was to have a recording deal of reading the Bible on tape. Like that's what he wanted to do. Like somebody like enlist me to do this. Wow. But somebody named James Earl Jones did it Ugh. and beat him to it. It's hard, yeah. So it's nothing like, like hearing Darth Vader quote Psalms. You know Darth Vader follow up. Yeah. So Donnie Marie show. They wanted to get you know James Earl Jones to come on and do the and Thurl's like, nope, I'm going to do the voice of Darth Vader. After so he came on and did the Darth Vader voice as kind of a you That's take, awesome. You take my Bible, I, I take, take your, your Darth. I take your Vader. <laughs> but we're not talking about that Christmas song today, no, guys. No, no we are talking no. about uh, Rob. Tell them what we're we're talking about. We are talking about the now Christmas classic, Last Christmas by Wham. Let's take a listen. Christmas, everybody. Be, First of all, be, have we even said Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas? Jeez, we're just let those jingles be jolly. That's and... right. We're bringing you the biggest Christmas. <laughs> the best. Quote unquote, let those jingles be <laughs> let jolly. Let those jingles be jolly. That's I got my, my next Christmas. T- I was about to say, I got my next title for my Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that was Last Christmas by Wham with an exclamation point. It's not just Wham, it's Wham. You almost got to punch your fist when you, you punch, punch your fist. Punch your hand. No, I like this. Wham. That was written by George Michael. It was a single in 1984. It went to number two in the UK and eight other countries. It went to number one in Denmark, Slovenia, and Sweden. Slovenia. Slovenia. There we go. Making the charts. Uh, it, it was kept from reaching number one in the UK by a song also featuring George Michael. Anybody want to venture a guess? 1984? I know, because I'm I have sure. a game on it later. Oh. Do they know it's Christmas? Do they know it's Christmas? And, there's a, game, and there's a game coming. Yeah. Uh, written by Bob Geldof and uh, and uh, Midge Urie. Midge from Urie Ultravox. from Ultravox. There we go. Oh, wow. Look at uh, that. Yeah. Call back. So uh, Last Christmas is the 10th best-selling single of all time in the UK. 
it is wow. the it is the UK's white Christmas essentially. You know what's I funny mean, about the UK numbers though is like you don't realize that that means. I mean, it, it's a lot, but like gold in the UK yeah. is what like fifty thousand. Yeah, or platinum 000. is a hundred thousand. I think yeah, in yeah, the UK. Yeah. So it's like I'm just learning about this stuff in the last yeah. few months, realizing that the numbers is like you know, which is still a big deal. But I mean, you know, yeah. But so it's the t- yeah. I wonder what that actual number is to make it the tenth right, best right, selling. Right, you right, know, like right. Nicki Minaj does this in her sleep. Yeah, right, know? right. And then, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it didn't chart in the U.S. on the Hot 100 upon its original release because it was only available as a promotional single and not put out for widespread commercial sale. Wow. So, um, but the cast of Glee covered it in 2009, and it went into the Hot 100 at that point. And the as the, their ver- excuse as me, the their Glee version, version okay. yeah. Um, and well, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that means the Glee version or it carried version. the Wham version into. Um, okay, no, no. The Wham version finally charted in the Hot 100, get this, in early January 2017. Wow. Following the unexpected passing of George Michael on Christmas Day yeah. 2016. 2016. Wow. Um, and then it reached the top 40 in 2019. So, like, over the last, I'm going to say over the last, like, 20 years, this song has sort of risen in the zeitgeist. But then in the last five, since George Michael died, it's really, it's one of those that you can't not hear in the mall, in the car. Well, you know, Taylor day. covered it, Swift. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that, I think that was another pretty significant Absolutely. Book. And then Ariana Grande. Yep. There's been so many. Can know, I tell you my favorite cover? I went back through and listened. Or what, some yeah. of my favorites. The, do you know who Amelia Clark is? She's Daenerys Targaryen yeah. in Game of Thrones, whatever. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. did a cover that I was like, I'm not going to like this. I'm gonna lose super cool points, but I kind of liked it. Well, you know no why she, she did? Because she was in the yeah in that the movie, movie called Last Christmas. Yes. Oh, okay. see, that's why. Pretty good. Did not know she sang. There's also another cover by uh, this little teen band called First to Eleven that I was like, I'm gonna hate this too. Oh, no. And are they named after a game of like uh like two on one basketball or something? Oh, like, maybe I don't know. You know. And it made me just want to get together with my like teenage high school band guys and yeah. like go to the garage and just like jam out. But uh, anyway, so get this: Last Christmas was never officially released. Uh, in the U.S. on a physical format until 2014. Wow. It was never commercially released here until 2014. Uh, that's just money left on the table for an awful long time, for 20 I know, years. That doesn't make any sense. Zero. None. Uh, but I guess, I, I don't know, I guess, I don't know, I have no idea why that's true. Mm. But uh, it's the best-selling single in Japan to never crack the top 10 in Japan. And it's the best-selling single in the U.K. to never reach number one. Uh, in 2012, in the UK, it was voted eighth among favorite Christmas songs. So, like this, especially, like we think we're 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 we think we hear it a lot here. In the UK, it's a whole other you know stratosphere. Yeah, um, it's Christmas shoes on on Christian radio yeah. in uh, in yes, the UK. In, yes, in the UK. <laughs> so this, so I looked at that list of the top the top favorite Christmas songs of the UK, and I and it sort of made me realize the difference, or some I'm realizing in some of the UK songs that we're covering. The difference is wider than I think in what's popular there versus what's popular here. And, and I don't fully understand why. But let me give you the top 10 Christmas songs in the UK voted. Uh, 10, Happy Xmas War is Over, John Lennon. Okay, I get that. Number nine, Greg Lake, I Believe in Father Christmas. Never heard. Anybody? No. Uh, number eight is Last Christmas. Number seven is called Stop the Cavalry by Jonah Louie. Nope. Anybody? Mm. Uh, number six is Do They Know It's Christmas. Number five is All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey. Number four is White Christmas. Okay. The top three, though. Uh, number three is Merry Xmas, Everybody by Slade from 1973. Number two is I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day by Wizard with two Zs, 1973. <laughs> and the number one Christmas song of all time in the UK is called Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues 
1987. Have you ever heard of any oh, of those top three? Wow. I do not no. know. I don't know any Here, of those. Here's the thing that's tricky about to me about Christmas songs that are the biggest Christmas songs is there was this, uh, you know, I feel like there was this like 20 to 30 years where nobody had done, I mean, music was still new, popular music, but like you think about the 50s, 60s, you know, 70s even. And it was like if you had a, and nobody was doing, I mean, it was like everybody was doing Christmas, but not like focused. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if you had a decent Christmas song, you were made. Yeah. Like, because it, it would just enter, to your point about the zeitgeist, and it was just, it was off on a rocket ship somewhere. Yep. And then it gets played every year. And so that's why it would make sense to me that some of those songs, especially the old ones, sort of stay, because they were kind of the first to get there, mm. and then they just stay there. Yeah. People are like, well, I mean, I don't love Wizard, well, but we do know that one. Put on Wizard. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's Christmas time. Exactly. Yeah, well, you and you know, it. so they're just, it's sometimes, you know, music is funny because the first one wins. Mm. You know, it's not necessarily the quality of the of the song. And I'm sure those songs, I'm sure like that songwriter of Wizard is like, can't believe he sang this. <laughs> but, you know, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it, that, that's a tricky algorithm because it's like, you know, much better songs and probably more popular today, but they're just never going to touch the ones that have yeah. been there for so long, you know? Yep. Totally. Well said. Um, and that's coming from the greatest of Christmas songwriters himself. Oh, <laughs> Listen, we talked, we got a little in-depth with Dave about the, the, his Christmas album in our first episode with him. You should go back and listen to it and listen to that Christmas album. I hope you've listened to it ten times this season already. I know I, I will have by the time this airs. Um, so I've got yeah. a new one coming out. Did I tell you all that? Oh, I, well, I we assumed go. you would. Why? I know you uh, a, song, a couple months say. ago. Yeah. Yes, that you you went in the studio and recorded. So everybody knows it's out by now. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about it. Uh, uh, it wouldn't make that list. First of all, okay. uh, it's much too new and maybe not as good as this. Uh, it's called "You to Me" and it's just a fun, you know, like throwback song. Got I got a friend of mine gave me a really co- good compliment. I feel like anytime I can put out a Christmas song and someone says this, I have won. Like. End of game, shut it down. I can go home and be happy. He's like, dude, this just sounds like it's been out for forever. Oh, oh like, there cool. you go. That's, that's, cool. that's, that's it. it. Yep. Yeah. It's At first, I thought you were saying the song was called "I Wouldn't Make That List." Oh, about me, right? Yeah. And I was like, there you go. Mm, okay. The guy, Wizard, the guy from Wizards writing that down. He's like, I'm gonna beat him to it. He's like, what? what, what, what oh, list kissed. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, okay. Speaking of mixing Christmas and romance, uh, mm. this song, uh, "Last Christmas" by Wham, is. I mean, just barely a Christmas song. It, it like, you know, you've seen the pictures of, like, where somebody sticks their tongue out to win a race. It's, like, that <laughs> that much of a Christmas song. And only because it specifically says, says Christmas last Christmas. The Otherwise, top. there's really no indicator of the yeah. holiday or even the season. It could literally be called Last Easter, Last Summer, uh, and still be the same song. It's a heartbreak song that happens to mention Christmas. It, You know what it is? <laughs> I've heard it said about, um like, <laughs> like uh, sparkling water, like a... Uh, LaCroix, you know, that it's like, uh, it's like water that like a strawberry shouted at or something. You know what I mean? It's got that much strawberry flavor. It's that, right? Uh-huh. This is, this is somehow became a Christmas classic. But, but you know, it, this is what's so pro- profound to me about Christmas songs is all you have to do is say the word and there is an osmotic yeah. response in people. There's like a chemical response. You make Christmas. It's never like, false. Oh my God, that's so sweet. That's right. You put some, I want to go to the mall. You put some bells in there. I'm shing, telling shing, you. Shing, shing, shing. It's this really cheap. I want to go to the mall. It's a really cheap little, but super, and I use it. I employ it myself, but it's like, it just shows you that word has so much heft. Yeah. That you can do a synth. I mean, in the time it made sense, but you listen to it 30 years later, and I love this song. Yeah. 
And it makes me think about Christmas. Only because last Christmas, you're like, oh, Christmas. He could literally just go, puppies and dogs yeah. and ponies and unicorns. I'd be like, isn't that? That's what I love about that's Christmas. Love it, yeah. That's what I love about Classic Christmas. You know? Put me by the fireplace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, the, it's like um, you know how people have the debate every year now about is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. You know? and it's yes, like, this would be the debate for me. This, is, this song. It's like that. It, this is the Die Hard of Christmas songs because it's not about Christmas, yeah. but it is set at Christmas or yeah. it, it references Christmas. I do, I do think there's a real genius, though, to the lyric because I think – I do think there's some – one of the reasons that it keeps living on is because I do think there is this thing, at least in me, where nostalgia connected to a holiday that's so familial and famil- familiar, you do have those moments because you go home. You see the girl you dated in high school. You, so there is a huge thing about Christmas that's nostalgic that would make sense. If you're going to pull it off, mm-hmm. if you're going to land that, that plane, it's going to be – I'm thinking about you at Christmas because yeah. you're like, yeah, that I kind of get that. True. It's not something that's so far fetched that you're like, you know, you can't just do that. It's like, no, I mean, yeah, it's been a year, and that you start. It getting... couldn't be like last flag day, it's like, <laughs> right? Well, I tried that. Yeah, <laughs> right. it did not, it's our birth month. Not to be funny, but it didn't fly. But I think, um, but you know, what I'm saying that there, there is something to it that that obviously works, and I think if you sort of pull some of the things back, you can realize like. Oh, it is because Christmas is a nostalgic. Yeah. You know, it's a time. And Christmas is a constant. It happens every year. Go. It's a big yes, deal every yes, year. Yes. You can't get away from yes, it. It would be right. like, God forbid, if somebody you love, you know, passed away on Christmas. Right. You would remember that every year. Like because our man. Christmas always happens. Like George, George Michael. Michael. I mean, come on. Um, so, uh, which is maybe, you know, one of the reasons that this has grown in popularity because of, you know, it's connected that way. So every year people probably honor him, first mm. of all, by going, okay, let's play last Christmas. Yeah. And then, so yeah, it's like, it's like, it just... Christmas is never not going to happen. That's right. So every all your Christmas memories get re-downloaded every year. That's it. That's what I'm trying to say. They get taken out of your iCloud storage in the summer and then re-downloaded. You know about November. And sometimes that includes the high school girlfriend, the college girlfriend, you know whatever it is. And you go shout out to everybody who had high school girlfriends. (laughs) Yeah, no, me and you both. I'm like, (laughs) I remember this one girl, but she didn't like me. The uh, well, you mentioned George Michael. Let's play the Meet the Band jingle and let's, let's, let's meet the band, and we'll let Dave talk on to mm. some of the band as mm. well. Absolutely. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Hey. Okay. Let's. Uh, hey, everybody. We're gonna meet the band uh, of Last Christmas with Wham. Wham. Um, wham. Wham. Um, yeah, we're gonna start uh, with Andrew Ridgely. Let's start with him. Why start not? with the star. Come out. Come out blazing with the hero yeah. of this song. Um, <laughs> guitar, uh, but not on this track. Uh, nicknamed Animal Andy would get drunk and kicked out of parties all the time. He actually got kicked out of Live Aid '85 Ouch. after a party. Yeah. Um, for this is real. Yeah, this is real. Yeah. Oh wow. For, uh, just drunken. Craziness. So wow. got kicked out of the live eight after party with everybody. I didn't and, see this coming about him. No, he looks no. all you don't see that, right? Animal Andy. He looks so wow. sweet. He yeah. looks so kind. That haircut. I in mean, a, come on. In I'm a, really in a funny, um in a funny like sort of distillation of his role in Wham and his his role in history. Uh he sang at Live Aid as a backup singer for George Michael. But Wham was still together. Oh like, wow! I think Wham. Well, I'm not sure about that. They might 85. No, it's 85. Yeah, they yeah. were still together. Yeah. And so, but so they had George Michael sing at, at at Live Aid, but he sang as a backup singer with a few other he, people. He hits me as one of those guys, and I don't know this. I literally know nothing about this sweet man. <laughs> but I, I just, I would love to think that's why I'm going to say it that he's just totally thrilled about his 
role in all of yeah. that. Yeah. But he was like, I was just so glad to be in the band with one of the most genius songwriters. Of our time. I, I, yeah. you know I'll what ride mean? Rob's coattails all the way on this thing. I'm all about it. I'll be the Andrew I would lo- all day. I, I would just love to think that that's his thing. Apparently like, that is. Uh, yeah. Uh, because uh, I know, like, for a while, George Michael talked negatively about, negatively about Wham after he left, but it was sort of a, a thing of uh, management and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then later on, he was like, He's like, no, we were best friends. He's like, we were, you know, and which we is still great. Are. You want to hear that? Yeah. And so uh, apparently, like, they were. It, he said it was the. What did he say? It was the best. Uh, pro- it was, he said it was probably the most good mutual split in all of music history. Like it wow. was just. So apparently, it was exactly which, that. Which talent so. wise, and I love you, Andrew. Andrew could not be farther from the truth. Right. I don't know many people that could be in a duo with George Michael and it be a fifty-fifty split. And I yeah. mean that of literally anybody. That's yeah. good. No. That dude, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's yeah, go ahead and, and touch on him. I'll be quick with my portion on George, and then we'll hand it off to uh, all Portion things on George George. sounds like a terrible book I would try to portion <laughs> on. Uh, vocals and all instruments on this. George Michael, uh, Lynn 9000 Drum Machine, Roland June 60th, which they only made from 82 to 84, but it'll forever linger because of this song. Yeah. Um, like Rob mentioned, died on Christmas 2016. Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, Wham! on second album. Oh, love that song with the Choose Life shirts. First solo album, Faith, um, had Faith and Father figure. He produced every track on that. My favorite George Michael moment is uh, is his version of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. when he, oh Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Love it. That's got Jonathan Sugarfoot Moffat on drums. Can I really? just say okay. something really quickly? I listened. Uh, uh, I've been on this huge Elton John kick. Listen to Don't Let the Sun. It's come on like a few times. So I've just let his playlist play and play. And I'm always so amused by his pronunciation in that song. Don't discourage me. I'm always, I, and it does it the live <laughs> version too. It always makes you laugh. I never. No, it's good. No, Sorry, no, you don't pick that up. That's good. Good, good ear, Dave. Um, his somebody to love with Queen at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert is so good. Mm. Uh, I forgot about that. I'm gonna have to go watch. It's that. so good. Yep. He bought the linen piano the Steinway used in the Imagine video, and he donated it to the Beatles Museum in Liverpool so oh, that wow. the piano could Would forever stay in Lennon's hometown. What a guy. And if you're wondering how much money he had, there's your answer. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> like, right. oh, I just bought this. And to give away. away. To give away. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, classic case of wearing sunglasses as he uh, advanced in his career to avoid eye contact with strangers. That's the Clarence Clemens. Same okay. reason he does that from Springsteen. Leroy Moore from Dave Matthews. Same thing. Really? Uh, it's not like he had astigmatism. Or no, whatever. he just did it to avoid eye contact with strangers. Okay. So um, I knew you were waiting for me. His duet with Aretha uh. on his first album was her only number one hit in the UK. Whoa. Thank you, George. What Michael. a song. What a song. I don't think he wrote that. I've, gonna, I've done a little bit of a dive on this. And that was, uh, I'm going to hand it off to the expert Okay, let me. Let me w- the, w- this is just going to be a small, a small little aside. I'm going to do a hot take on uh, – I want to do one just on George Michael, like okay. all five are about jo- George Michael. But So I've done a little digging before we did this. But here, here is the thing about George Michael to me. He's one of these really tricky artists in, in the sort of the pop culture pantheon. Much bigger star in England than he was here, but he was a huge star here. Yeah. Like, but I mean, over there, he was, he was, he was the David Hasselhoff. He was, yeah, well, <laughs> to Germany. <laughs> to Germany. Uh, but yes, yes. Yeah, if you keep that going. Wow. But, but one of the things that's so profound about this guy – is um, that he did all of this himself. And I think what grieves me about his, and I think England, maybe they they remember him differently, but I think in America, when I hear people talk about sort of like pop greats, he's just not in the conversation. And it really bums me out because he really was a genius. And here's, I'm just going to read these songs. Now, the, the caveat and the huge asterisk to this to me, which is why this is so profound, is I think almost all of these he produced and wrote by himself. 
That's amazing. Okay, so that has to be what you think about when I start listening to these songs. So okay. any music fan out there, remember that. With every, <laughs> with every uh, title, go, oh, he produced a note that by, he produced a note that by himself. He produced a note. So that's, okay, but just listen to these songs, okay? Faith, Freedom, Careless Whisper, Wake Me Up Before You Go, Father Figure. Everything She Wants, which to me is the sleeper, one of the coolest sleeper songs of all time. Mm-hmm. It's so freaking cool. Um, Monkey, which is weird and wonderful. Don't, well, I mean, that was, that was uh, Elton John. Um, Kissing a Fool. I mean, it kind of gets Edge of Heaven. There's more down here, but what he, in Last Christmas. Yeah. I just think for me, I'm like, it's one thing that he was that successful because he was a monster success. I mean, he, when, when he was really hitting it, it was crazy. But to do all of that by yourself, and, and, and I would say even in the last thought I have is, when you listen to those songs, I did this a couple months ago, I just did like a deep dive one afternoon. They're so different. They're so, listen, to, even if you just put father figure against faith, mm-hmm. that's one guy, all of that, one guy. On the same album. On the same album. And so to me, I just think anybody that's really serious about like songwriting and production and is like trying to give their props, and he's got to be on your radar. Yeah. He's got to be. And I think his ability, especially in this, the guys that I, and the girls that I really freak out over in that world and that little cadre of people and talent are the people that do that, that are like sort of all in one talent Mm -hmm. boxes. It's just like everything you need is in that one person. You know, when you think about Stevie and, you know, uh, these kind of mutant Paul Simon and and Elton John and Billy Joel, these kind of like they, but he even George is, is in that conversation i think with the stevies in some way because he just he just did it yeah he's playing all the stuff he's producing it like, he's not co-writing yeah. he's not co-producing yeah it's just, he's playing all the instruments. Mean, it's just really that it's helps, astounding like i'm that gives me people like lenny kravitz that gives yes. me a bump yes. up on his list yep. there's yeah. a couple things i really but, don't but like you know about what, lenny but kravitz, even but like he did everything well here's the thing though and i mean this sounds like a jerk because i think lenny's a legend mm-hmm. George wrote them, and, and those were hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and I mean, Lenny's had no, hits, but these are... Mega still linked. Mega forever hits. Forever yeah. hits. Yeah. So it's not just, and that's the last point I'll make. It's not just that he did them by, wrote them by himself, produced them by himself. These are hits. These mm-hmm. are hit hits. Undeniable. Not, d- undeniable hit. I have a question that I don't know. I don't know. You got, does he play the drums at all, or does he I just don't know. That's drum a great, machine? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. You know? If he does, but. that's great. If he doesn't, I'm like, he knows... How to stay in his wheelhouse? Yeah, like, I'm yeah. not a great drummer. Yeah, but I can program. So, does that, yeah, but you yeah. can program. That's I do love some of the drum stuff on Last Christmas. Oh, did, did you, there's so it's many got some of these drums. fills that yeah. go a- across the bar line. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you know, and then the All late, those, the late yes, hit. Yeah, yes, I yes. just love. I love yes. some of that. Stuff. Yeah, if, if you love late hits, by the way, this is a super deep dive. But if you love the carryover, I guess on the two of every. Yeah, it's like one, two, three, three four, four, one, two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know who's the king? The OG. This guy holds this down as hard as anybody. As a real drummer, Chris McHugh, okay, on every Keith Urban hit, okay, that he oh, played on, okay. literally the sunshine comes on the end. He that Chris is like just crown him king of that move. It's amazing. I will how pay he attention does to that. that. It's I've never crazy. It's been on Keith and on those early Keith hits. It will blow your mind how much it happens. I That's cool. That. And like the band, band hit, uh-huh. it became a thing. Like it's a hook, right? You know? Yeah. Anyway. I love that as a as a production move. Yeah. Um. Let's, uh, okay, here's an interesting note. This is according to Wikipedia, and it seems to check out. According to Wikipedia, the full original mix of this song has never been released. The original version that was released as a single was a shortened mix, 
And all the versions, all the versions released since then have been taken from this second mix called the Pudding Mix um, that had some re-recorded uh, vocal takes. And it's got, I think the thing that I've noticed most about it was that it had, um, he was singing higher more often, right? So he, a lot of his ad-libs and stuff were higher. It's not like fundamentally different in any way, but anyway, but it's called the Pudding Mix with some added and replaced vocals. Um, and so all the versions that have been released since the original shortened mix have been using the pudding mix so that the original and full mix has never been released oh, wow. as such. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, From a theory standpoint, since you're the theory guy, the song is pretty much just one, six minor, two minor, five. I love the inner room with Dave Barnes. You oh. just called me the theory guy. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, I was, I was <laughs> doing real math. And he doesn't, um, yeah, so you guys can both touch on that, right? It's just, it's, is it in D? Probably in D? Uh, I think it's, yeah, I think okay, it is I'm in D. I'm just thinking yes. of it in D. I didn't check it, but so it'd be D, B minor, E minor, A, the yeah. entire song? One, yes, yeah, one, six, two, five. Yeah, one, it. six, two, five, yeah. all the way through. Yeah. Which again, I'm sorry, I'm going to do one more time. It's another reason the guy's a genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just give him four chords. Yeah, Don't ever exactly. change it. He'll give you a hit song. Four chords and a drum machine. Come on, That's man. Awesome. All right. Well, while we're talking about that, I want to pull one song. Um, he was actually sued by the writer of the Barry Manilow song called Can't Smile Without You. you I know love that, that song. song right? Yeah, I'm a huge okay. man. I'm a fan of Low. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm a diehard so, Barry guy. Beautiful. Um, so I'm going to play a little bit of it, and you guys be the judge. This is Can't Smile Without You by Barry Manilow. Not bring, hearing it so far. We need to bring whistling back. <laughs> you know I can't smile without you. I can't smile without oh. you. I can't laugh and I can't sing. I'm finding it hard to do anything. No, nah, no, nah, because that, that's key. There's multiple key changes in that song. I hear. You can't smile without you. It goes up. Multiple. I hear. What they were saying, right? The, the bass There's line enough is there different. to go. Okay, this is similar, but it's but structure wise, it's one it's six two five. One six two five, and it's nine eight nine eight, and then na 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 na. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh. I mean, it's got the fundamental elements of the melody are there. Did they? Win? The last line is different. They settled out of court. Oh yeah. So oh, man. they settled out of court, and George Michael agreed to pay his first year royalties to Band Aid. So. I th- I don't I would love to know who decided to settle. You know what I mean? This is headed not our way. If I'm the judge, I don't. If I'm the judge, I side with George Michael. I think it's different enough that I don't go. You obviously stole this. I feel like there was maybe some parallel thought. Yeah, I, 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 I'll. Well, you know, I I think it would be. I, I'll. So you know, those cases it's just melody. Yeah, like a lot of times it's mm-hmm. not. I mean that 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 um that um. Pharrell case was kind of weird, and that's yeah. why it got so much heat because it wasn't like they weren't. It was like you can't sue somebody for production, basically. Yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway, I could hear a pretty good case being made only under the same guise as the George Harrison "My Sweet Lord" case uh-huh. that he had heard it. You know about that case? So yeah, basically, I he think got so, yeah. sued because he they could prove that it was playing in the studio when he was yeah. recording a song, and that stuff you can't help. Right? It just gets in your it brain butter. In. Yep. And you never meant to do it. And I could hear that if that would have been like a, um, uh, what do you call it in legal lease, like a precedent. Precedent, yeah, yeah. That they would have said, hey, you know, there's no way you wouldn't have heard that Barry Manilow song. That thing is this everywhere. Is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And not somehow, and that, and I, I, I don't know, but I would imagine that would have been the reason they settled is because, yeah. like, 
Yeah, it's going to be hard to prove that I didn't hear that song at some point. True. Because then you're basically toast. Yeah. Because it's like once they can prove that you heard that song, which of course he would have, they'd have been like, so you're saying in your brain somewhere in it, it went, oh, that feels really good to sing and familiar. Right, yeah. So And, appara- and I, you know, that would honestly fit with sort of the story of how he wrote it because it was he and Andrew were visiting George's parents in, and, and it, just, it just occurred to him. So, like, you know what I'm saying? They're, like, doing so. They're, like, chilling at dinner or whatever. And he goes, I got to go. And goes upstairs and writes this. And so that could easily happen oh, if you I just mean, got all of a sudden this melody that you think is brand new. Well, and when you say I was visiting his parents, they're like, oh, I wonder how old they are. Yes, yeah. exactly. Perhaps yeah. they have a Barry Manilow album. Vinyl. Yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. He's playing in the background. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So who knows? You guys be the judge. Let us know what you think. Um, eh, okay. The video to this, have you guys seen the video? Yeah. Have you seen the 4K version of the video? That's Mm-mm. on YouTube. No. It looks incredible Mm-mm. because the original video was filmed on in, on movie film on thirty five millimeter oh, wow. film, and so then they went back, as I understand it, and not just converted it or up converted it to four K, but they went back to the original thirty five millimeter film and recut the video in four K. So like they recreated the original video from the original thirty five millimeter film in four K. So it looks like a two thousand twenty. Video oh, that's where people are dressed up, you know, in the '80s for holiday. It's that's it's, awesome. It's incredible. And I apparently, love that you just said for holiday. For holiday, I went British. Thank I decided you. just I don't <laughs> know. Thank I you felt so right, much. For you know. That. Um, so uh, and uh, apparently, according to songfacts.com, this video is the last time George Michael was filmed without a beard. This oh, is wow. the last oh. baby face. You okay. know, he had such wonderful dimples too. Why would you cover up those dimples? If I had those, I mean, you would just be, it would, it would be, <laughs> there, I, you wouldn't see nothing from me but, but dimples. Um, and in my research, I learned that there is an official title for the style of the George Michael beard. It is officially called Designer Stubble. Okay. Ooh. That is made famous by George Michael and Don Johnson in the 80s. Oh, of course. And yeah, Miami Vice. Miami Vice Has anybody yeah. ever seen them in a room together? I mean, oh. Can we prove they're not the same? Person? I guess if you could see Don Johnson in a room now, it would theoretically. Touche. Right. Well played. Yeah, I mean, well played. Um, Which he was actually great in Knives Out if y'all didn't see that. I love Knives oh, Out. Oh, yeah. That's Knives good. Out. I'm a, you know, I'm a low-key Don Johnson, like, big fan. Like, like, uh, of course, Miami Vice, I really love yeah. Nash Bridges. He had that cool car, the, the Barracuda. It was, it was dope. You never watched Nash Bridges? I never watched Nash Bridges. He had a yellow Barracuda, and it was awesome. And Cheech Marin was, like, his sidekick. Yeah, right. That was really great. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit more on Wham, and then I have a surprise for you, and I think you have a game. I have a game. Okay. Yes. Wham. Uh, originally formed in 1981, they sold 30 million records Jeez. between 1982 and Goodness. 1986. Four years. <laughs> in a four-year span, they sold 30 million records. Can somebody do the math on that real quick? That's uh, 30 million divided by four? I don't know. I'm not a math guy. I mean, that's going to be seven, eight. Seven, seven point seven. something. Yeah, seven and a half, seven, seven two, five. point something a year. A year for four years. I'll sign up for that. Yeah. Again, bought the piano, gave it away for free. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good, yes. Good throwback. Uh, you like buffets, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> their first band uh, was actually a ska band called The Executive. Uh, wow. That was the first thing that they were ska part band. of together. Ska, ska, yeah. How about that? I bet you those songs um, were good because he wrote them. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. probably played them on keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got a huge break in the UK when an opportunity came to perform on top of the Pops after uh, another band had to pull out last minute. They give Wham a call. And and from that point on, it was like oh, you know, that's a that's a. Have you ever been? Uh, 
a replacement guy and done anything, Dave? Have you ever been like, oh, One man, of those we, like last minute we really wanted calls. somebody, but we didn't get oh, them. Oh, I so. have, but uh, you're going to have to let, let me think of that. Okay, you can okay. think on that one. All right. Um, what, what what song do you know what I don't know why you know this do you know what song they play I, yes I read it and I can't remember it was obviously one of their early singles um, and I cannot Careless I, Whisper would make up. sense right yeah, it wasn't yeah it was pre-Careless Whisper would have um, been Wake Me Up no that was, um, that was on their second album it was okay. yeah I, gosh I cannot think of what song it was um, and I want to call attention real quick to a couple of lyrics that are just downright harsh from this song okay. first you've got in the chorus one of the greatest burns in music history this year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Like, because yeah, you're not. You're a piece of dirt. You're yeah. nothing. You're a plebe. You're garbage. Yeah, yes. You're a, you're a non-contributing zero. Um, and then the second verse, a crowded room, friends with tired eyes. I'm hiding from you and your soul of ice. My God, I thought you were someone <laughs> to rely on. Me, I guess I was a shoulder to cry on. Like, that's some serious. You wonder how he really feels. <laughs> right. He doesn't really. And it's such a sweet sounding song that you sort of forget that these like. You reading that, I really didn't think that was the real lyric. Right. No, it's true. Nuclear burns that, hidden all in this song. Well, and it's also prophetic. It's actually the theme. It's got the, the lyric in there that's the theme of 2020 with COVID and everything. It's got, I keep my distance, but you still catch my eye. Right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Okay. It's Christmas. I got to do this before we play the game. Okay? okay. I have JP's Christmas present here. And I'm I have no so, clue what this is. I'm, I'm exci- so excited. I'm so excited to give this to you. Hang on. Let me give it to you right side up. Okay. All right. Well, take, I, oh, I know what it is. I don't know what it is. Right. And I hope oh, you don't know what this goodness. is. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Limit- do you know what that is? Yes. This is the other cover. This is the limited oh, edition. Oh, my gosh. I've like got chills right now. First it's a- pressing. This is a Bruce Hornsby in the range, the way it is, original. Like, everybody yes. has the brown-covered one with all four of them on there. Yeah. This is like— There's, there's 100,000 copies. This is what everybody has right there, the one that's yes. on the back. There's 100,000 copies of that across all formats. Goodness Final gracious. Final cassette and, and CD, this there's 100,000 like, total. Where that's did you great. find that? At McKay's. Shut up. Who's McKay's. the idiot that gave this thing away? I mean, it's in mint it condition. It's perfect. Get this. Guys, my arm hair is standing up like you don't even know. <laughs> this, is what awesome. I bet you, this is what I bet you don't know about that. Not only is it the first pressing, it's got alternate mixes. It's got a, <laughs> it's got a mix. It's got a mix of the river runs low tonight with full band. Oh, that's, wow. a, that's a key. Didn't you only need to song. run to the restroom? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Where did Dave go? As you hear me laughing with my window down. <laughs> that's awesome. So anyway, Merry Christmas. What a great Thank you, man. That's that. good, man. That, that gave me the chills. That's good. Oh, let's play a game. Let's do let's it. Do let's play it. a Christmas let's game. It. Is it Christmas game? Uh, it's a it's a reference back to do they know it's Christmas? Since okay. We touched on okay. It. Okay. Stump the genius. Stump the genius. Stump the genius. It's time to stump the genius. Jump up and take your part. Take your part. Jingle the genius. Jingle the genius. Mm. Not in public. All right. Guys. Oh my. We're gonna God. play. Uh, were they on? Do they know it's Christmas? Ooh. And you guys can help each other. Okay. So there's going to be uh, one, two, three, four, five different categories, and you guys can help each other. Vocal powerhouse. Okay. Two of these three did sing on it. One of them didn't. Y'all okay. can talk amongst yourself and help each other. Okay. Sting, Boy George, Rod Stewart. Two did, God, one didn't. Who good. did not? Okay, now are we talking about did they have solo lines or just they sang were in, on the, it. in just the thing? In it. Okay. Get mm. credits. Help each other and decide on a. a, on a okay. Boy George, hundred percent. He's got. He's in the first verse. I agree. Right, that's him. Okay, perfect. Um, and then Sting or Rod Stewart. It seems more like a Sting thing to do. I agree. I'm gonna go with so you. So we're going Sting. 
So we're going, who's not on this? Oh, no, who's not would be Rod, Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. That is correct. Damn. One for one. Dave Damn. and Rob. <sighs> Killing it out the gates. Okay. Vocals, U2 involvement. Okay. <laughs> Two of these members of U2 sang, one did not. Bono, Edge, Adam Clayton. Okay. I'm saying Edge didn't sing. You're saying Edge did that, not it just sing. Feels right. like Bono, Bono definitely did. Nailed it. Okay. Two right. for two. Guys, these guys are go. geniuses. Man, y'all are going to get this one, I think. Pro- okay, keys on this. Um, Steve Winwood, Midge Ure, Jeff Lynn, John Paul Jones. Uh, Jeff Lynn is from ELO. Uh-huh, yeah. John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, Steve Winwood from Everything. Right, yes. Who play- and Midge, and Midge Ure co-wrote from, the song. From Ultravox. Yeah, Who played okay. keys on it? So, oh, so just one of them played. Just yeah, one okay, of them so played. I'm going to go with Midge. It yeah. is Midge. It's okay. it's just, but only because he co-wrote it. Good job knowing that. Okay. Three for three, guys. Genius. But that's a great, like, if you didn't know that he co-wrote it, that's a fantastic trivia question. Because oh, like, yeah. nobody's going to guess that nobody's guy. Nobody's going to know that guy. Yeah. Okay. Who played drums on it? Um, I'm actually going to give you four choices on this. I think this. I know this. Okay. I think I can just pull this one out. Larry Mullen Jr. of U2. Okay. Mitch Mitchell, Jimi Hendrix guy. Mm-hmm. Ginger Baker from Cream. Uh-huh. Phil Collins. Yeah. Phil, right? Yeah, it's Phil. Phil Collins. I see him in the video. Oh, man. You guys are on fire. Four for four. Can we run the gamut? Here we go. Three for bass player. Who played bass? Geezer Butler, Black Sabbath, John Taylor, Duran Duran, Bill Wyman of the Stones. All three British. All three big at that time. Geezer Butler. I want to say John Taylor. But John Taylor from Duran Duran. Is that what you think, dude? Bill Wyman Stone. John Taylor. Ding, ding, ding. Hey. You guys killed it. Five for five. <laughs> on I'll take a geniuses. gift set that monetarily blesses you in no way for 500 Alex. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Great job, guys. Dave, This is. I don't have anything else. I'm tapped, right? Yeah, okay, so I've got, one, I've got one more roundup. I wanted to talk okay. just quickly take about song home. form because I thought this was okay. kind of fun. Yes, we love it. So it's, it does the classic start with the chorus, yeah. right? And then it does that really bizarre chime solo that's yes. like pretty lengthy. It yeah. is. It, it, yeah, it's it's, I, it's I, a this, full blown interlude. It is, <laughs> it's an interlude. Um, and the other thing I love about this song, well, two things. I love the whispers. I <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> that is like. Who's he talking to there? I don't know. <laughs> is that to the ex? Or I like to think to... he's talking to himself. Okay. <laughs> um, he's talking uh, to Andrew Ridgely. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And scene. Um, and then I love that he kind of does a different melody on the second verse. I always yeah. love those moments where people kind of step out. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it's a pretty interesting, it's amazing how long that song is. It really? Because cool. they do that chime solo, gosh, two or three times. <laughs> and you're like, I think we got it, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, that was probably new. Nobody really did chime yeah, that's solos. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which, which, again, you know, is full circle because it really does help to your point. One of y'all said about, uh, you know, when you think of the word Christmas, you think, oh, you were talking about yeah, you know, yeah, sleigh bells. Yeah. bells and ch- but yeah. chimes kind of get you there, too. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it sort of helps, you know, it helps round that thing out. Yeah. And the 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 pudding mix is even longer. So it's oh, like, wow. it's long enough that the video version of it, they reuse footage. Like it gets to the end and they're just like, let's kind of cut back to yeah, the well, beginning of the story. This? And, remember yeah. when they were walking through the It's pool? like a montage of the video, which is sort of a montage to begin with. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's really funny. Um Guys, Merry Christmas. Merry, yeah. man. Tis Merry the season. Christmas. Hope y'all are safe. Enjoying time with your Let's loved ones. Let's hope this isn't our last Christmas. Oh, amen. man. Dude. That's right. As we're recording this, we don't even know who the president is. We don't. So we're I, in, I guess in, maybe in we'll November. know by Christmas. Uh, maybe. You know, who knows? Uh, who knows? We'll Dave, out. thank you so much for yeah. coming on. Yeah. 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 Thanks for time. having me. Dave Barnes, ladies and gentlemen. Tell the people what's what's newest for you. I know you've got a Christmas single out, and I know you're in the middle of doing a song a month for like a year, right? Yeah. Which I immediately regret, but I'm doing Really? Well, I just underestimated. <laughs> I underestimated a lot of things. <laughs> Cuz 
because you want it to be good. You I want may have bring... overestimated my talent and, oh, I, and underestimated <laughs> my productivity. No, um, no, so I've got that song, You To Me, that's out now. Uh, and then there's another. I did a really fun version of Go Tell It On The Mountain that's like sort of oh. funky, funky and fun. So um, Smart. Those are both the, out. Yeah, yeah. That, that comes out this month, so. Fantastic, yeah, man! I, I, I finally, I was, I was a little late in getting to listen to. Uh, we're gonna miss these days, but holy cow! Thanks. Oh, grab, grab your tissues. Dude, right? Yeah, that's a thing I've been in the middle of grappling with as a dad. Oh man! Anyway, and so that song came at just the right time to yeah. just smash my face. Yeah. So <laughs> it um, that's what that's the first song I did everything on. Like really? Oh. Yeah. I, no, I didn't mix it. And, you George and Michaeled it. I George Michael. Thank you. Wow. Oh my gosh. We have and a modern day George it's Michael. It's equal with to us. faith in its performance online yeah. too, which is <laughs> very exciting. Um, yeah, no, I was really proud of that. I, That's I, good, man. I, I, I texted my manager and talked to Annie, my wife. I was like, I, I'm just so proud of it. I want to say that I did it. Yeah. But she was like, boy, be careful with that. And my manager too was like, "Hey, let's talk about how we word that." I was like, "Okay, so it didn't come off like." And I did everything myself. <laughs> like nobody ever wants to play with me again. They're like, "Hey, yeah. man, I think we're good." You know, That's well, great. we're going to wrap up this Christmas episode. But guess what? We're I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Dave's joining us again next season. We got an excellent thing we're about to record with him. Big thanks to Annie F. Downs and the Absolutely. That Sounds Fun Podcast yes. Network, of which Dadville is a part. That's right. That's right. Uh, and uh, so make sure you're listening to Dadville. That sounds fun. Annie and Eddie keep talking. Matthew West, all the stuff that's on the That Sounds Fun uh, Network. Make sure you are listening to Dave's Five Hot Takes. Outstanding. Uh, the Corey Wong episode is one oh of my, my God, favorite wasn't it so things fun? I've listened to in a long time. Yeah. Like, it's just so fun. He was just, I wasn't ready for him. Yeah. He's, he's so a full spark of life. plug. Oh, yeah. man. He's so much fun. He was great. So, everybody, go uh, subscribe to Dadville and Dave's Five Hot Takes. And uh, we'll be back but next week. But don't be critical of us after listening to Five Hot Takes. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> whatever. And we'll be back next week with our season finale. For uh, season six, it's going to be, you guys, you're not ready. Oh, okay. I'm not ready. I'm oh. emotionally not ready. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back next week with another incredible song. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music. <laughs>